Welcome to the Arise Podcast. I'm Tanya Anderson, CEO at Arise, and it's my real pleasure to have with me today Dr. Nika Dosa, who is a developmental pediatrician at Upstate Hospital here in Syracuse, and more importantly, a uh, longtime supporter and contributor to our Arise Adaptive Design Program. Welcome, Dr. Dosa. Thank you. So we've done a couple of podcasts about adaptive design, which is just an amazing program that brings together a community of makers, uh, folks who have a professional background like yourself, volunteers to create devices for adults and children um, who otherwise basically wouldn't have adaptive equipment. And you come from the perspective of the physician working with children and families and um, obviously providing great medical care and looking at a, a family in a situation to say, is this a good fit for adaptive design? Can you tell me a little bit about your work and then how adaptive design fits into that? Sure. So I take care of children who have uh, developmental disabilities and I specialize or focus in the care of children with physical disabilities, uh, for example, spina bifida and cerebral palsy. And uh, many of my patients benefit from assistive technology for seating and mobility, but also just for the wide uh, universe of activities that kids enjoy. So recreation, play, social participation, and that's where Arise Adaptive Design is such an important resource. Right. And so the ages of the kids that you're looking, birth to what? I follow my patients through age 25, if that makes sense. Uh, Many of them graduate to uh, my colleague, Dr. Jessica Meyer, um, at age 18, between 18 and 21, but some patients stay with me until age 25. Great. And you mentioned a couple of the conditions that um, are frequently apparent in your patients. Can you describe a little bit about what that looks like physically in a patient, knowing that no patient is like another, but typically what yes. do you see? Sure. So what I love about what I do is that each patient is unique. I, right. I love to... Um, think medically to help these kids and also network in the community to help the families. You know, you can't help kids if you don't help families and families need community to support them. Uh, We all do. Right. Um, So I see um, children actually in infancy. I see babies who have had uh, NICU stays um, and they have what's called developmental delay. So they might be delayed in sitting or standing. And um, it's very important um, for these babies to be um, exposed to opportunities for experiencing the world and experiencing mobility. And that's where assistive technology comes in. Early learning is motor learning. And if children aren't able to get to where they want to go, that does affect their development more globally and of course for families you know it's they want to see their kids up and about and there's so much we can do now I um, I have the uh, the pleasure of working with a really wonderful physical therapist named Christine Pellis who is just uh, wonderful with kids and families and um, also uh, volunteers at Arise Adaptive Design and what we're able to do when we see um, babies and toddlers, preschoolers, is um, if we think of a piece of equipment, 
uh, actually it doesn't start there. It starts with the family and the child. Like, what do they like to do? Uh, refer them to Connor at Arise Adaptive Design, and they are part of a team that uh, co-designs a piece of um, assistive technology, whether it's a cardboard stander or a 3D printed um, wheelchair modifi- um, cup holder, or really it could be anything. Um, and um, it's just wonderful to be able to offer that to a family um, we like to think about recreation opportunities that kids can do, uh, fun activities they can do with their siblings, and um, they have a place to go now where they can work with a team to um, create whatever it is that they're looking for. It doesn't need to be something medical. It's for whatever the, the child and family likes to do. It's really for experiencing the world. Exactly. Yep. So there's a lot in that, um, what you just spoke about that I, I'd like to follow up on and, and I just want to start with going back to the, the patients that you see have some sort of physical limitation or something physically mm-hmm. different from a yeah. so-called typical child and I'm thinking about most parents are familiar with something like tummy time and all those sorts of characteristics and I think intuitively of course we want our children to move about the world and to explore but can you talk a little bit about the link in terms of motor development and other aspects of development with yes, children? Yes, yep. So early, like I was saying before, early learning is motor learning. And part of what happens uh, with brain development when you are able to get to where you want to go is scaffolding in, in neural networks that allow you to do appropriate attention shifting, so to integrate information, um, and that's related to cognitive functioning later on in life that um, the term for that is executive functioning. Right. So being able to move to get to where you want to go helps with establishing a sense of agency, like I can go where I want to go. Right. Um, it can also um, help with learning later on and also just much more uh, globally with social development, interacting with other kids. Right. And that, that is fascinating to me. My, my daughter, um, she has um, a variety of disabilities, and we had physical therapists in the home at age 13 months. And I think most of us know intuitively we want our kids to move and explore, but I had never realized the direct link between that and the cognitive development and, like you said, her sense of personhood, her ability to um, have cause and effect, the ability yeah. to think for herself. Yep. That's just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And um, it, movement requires uh, what I call whole brain thinking. It, it, it requires motivation, goal-directed thinking. Right. It's not a, ma- a passive experience. It's a child's personality. Um, uh, comes out in their movement and facilitating their movement. Um, you know, it's, it's just watching that happen, watching a child in um, a mobility device like one of Connor's uh, Wild Thing Power Mobility Adaptations for Toddlers. It's just thrilling to watch a child's personal personality be transformed by that experience of being able to get to where they want to go. Right. Wow. I mean... Because I think all of us think about 
you know, the, the social aspect, the recreation aspect, but this is really concrete, necessary oh, yeah. things happening. It's, uh, I see it as a right for Absolutely. for all of us, the, the right to, to movement and expression, which movement is expression. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's just as thrilling for a family to watch a child in one of Connor's wild thing. Uh, it's like a mini power wheelchair. Yeah, it's like first steps to watch, fam- you know, to, for a family to watch their child experience movement that they control. Right. Um, it's, it's thrilling. Wow. So let's talk a little bit about some of the devices that are made with adaptive design. So the the wild thing is like a miniature power wheelchair, but there are some much simpler things that if you can explain to me how they work. So like the standing frame, other sorts Mm -hmm. of things which are less high tech, but still have this really concrete benefit. Yes. So uh, low tech is... um, uh, it's it's a good thing. Right. Uh, it's so we work in triple ply cardboard, and that's a low cost, eco friendly material. We work with um, glue and kitchen knives and uh, table saws to custom create um, uh, standards. So that's one piece of equipment. Um, a stander for a nine to twelve month old is not a medical device that insurance will pay for, and sort of understandable in a way because children grow so rapidly and right. the beauty of cardboard is you just add another layer <laughs> as the, the child is growing right. and with the innovative thinking of um, Connor and some of the occupational therapists in our community like um, Lisa Neville, we've come up with a prone standard design that can sort of grow with the child for about six months mm-hmm. um, and then when the child outgrows the standard uh, it can either be upcycled to another family, or you know, it's 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 not a big ten thousand dollar investment right. uh, the way a medical device would be. So, um, can you tell me what is the benefit of a standard? Okay, benefit is for just a variety of mobility experiences. First of all, it's good for bone health. It's good for digestion. It's um, good for maintaining uh, muscle strength or establishing muscle strength or conditioning in the anti-gravity muscle groups like our quad muscles. Mm-hmm. Just being able to, st- just standing um, um, and shifting weight for about an hour and a half a day is really important for maintaining uh, condition, you know, being conditioned in, in muscle strength. Um, and for toddlers not to have that weight-bearing um, uh, opportunity early on can especially kids with spina bifida um, it can be hard to sort out if you don't give them that opportunity to get strong by weight bearing what their actual motor abilities are in right. fact so I, right so um, these are kids yeah. that um, without a standard they can't stand on their own or someone Correct. would sort of have to hold them up yep. but the standard allows them to stand mm-hmm. independently yep. achieve all of those benefits yep. and the standards that we make here at Arise Adaptive Design are they have a, uh, a table uh, in front of the child or there's sort of a, a tray a yeah. tray and it allows for other kids to gather around that same tray and play you know it promotes it's, play right very um, natural yep Wow. Yeah. And it probably um, allows the child to be in the standard longer because exactly. they're engaged. Yes. Yep. And wow. we custom decorate 
you know, we paint the standards to fit the theme that the family would like right. for their child. So Wonderful. that's fun too. Absolutely. Yeah. What is another example of a, a low-tech piece of equipment that is really benefiting sure. these kids? Um, so um, we also make rockers, um, and those are kidney bean-shaped uh, cardboard little rocking chairs. Right. Uh, very simple concept, and that allows a, a child the, the, the so if you can imagine the kidney bean shape being sort of like a, a baffle on either side. It's like a little cocoon. A little in. cocoon, yep. Yeah. And that can be very, that can be good for kids who are blind, actually, to have that, uh, and deaf blind, to have a sense of being contained. And okay. then by tapping their feet, they can generate movement. So okay. that's a cause and effect uh, experience for them. Um, and uh, we, we can also put trays on that. Some kids um, like, you know, are soothed by movement. Right. And so it's beneficial for that reason as well. Wow, Sometimes we put Christmas lights on them, and that's engaging visually. For it. Some kids have delayed visual maturation, so it's hard for them to see. Uh, it's sort of a, it's the brain part of seeing is, is a challenge for these kids, and having movement... Uh, it's easier to see movement than static objects in, in some of our patients uh, with um, cerebral palsy and cortical vision impairment. So being able to move actually can help some kids, quote, see better as well. And does that, I would imagine, sort of reinforce that part of their brains so yes. that it will develop? Yep. yep. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, and these are, this is such an important time in brain development, the first three years. Um, right visual motor integration and well it's it's these are critical years and that's the whole reason behind early intervention therapies right. is that we right. help these you know optimize everything we can for for babies and toddlers right and um you know speaking from my own personal experience um families feel like they're there's a clock ticking that they need yeah. to pack in as much as they possibly can yes. during these years yes. because it's it could be considered yep. lost time. Yep, and what I love about a RISE adaptive design is that we make equipment that packs in the fun as well. Yes. Sometimes things get overwhelming for families and they're worried about are they doing all the therapies correctly and you know actually the best therapy is play right for kids so Absolutely. we create equipment that allows them to to be kids and families to be families and yeah and i you mentioned um earlier that a lot of this equipment insurance won't cover or is not commercially available right um the insurance will cover um, item maybe when it comes down to it for kids with physical disabilities insurance covers maybe 10 to 12 items like a manual wheelchair um, uh, bath chair you know they insurance will cover items that are considered quote medically necessary right um, there is a publicly funded loan closet program called the trade system in New York State uh, which is a loan closet uh, for adaptive equipment, uh, and families can get um, items there on loan, some of which are um, recreation-based. But, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to find adaptive equipment for 
you know, the wide world of activities that kids like to do, like right. adaptive cycling, right. uh, adaptive playground. You have a wonderful playground at Arise on the, the farm. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of adaptive equipment um, is so important uh, for kids and families. And, you know, an insurance company doesn't really see that as medically necessary. And I can understand that. I mean, it, it, but it's, it sort of reflects in our society uh, the values yeah Yeah. or or also it's just sort of maybe having the medical system be the arena where adaptive equipment is obtained is wrong or you know restricted thinking we should think about this as a a resource as in terms of a social you know as a community um, everyone in the community benefits from access to adaptive technology. It's not just a medical, right? Um, it's just not in, it's not only in the medical domain, it's, right. um, it helps all of us to see uh, kids playing together and having access to um, recreation together. It helps everyone in our community. Right, and basically you've just described the independent living philosophy in which you know our world needs to be accessible and inclusive yes. for everyone, yep. all abilities. Yep. Um, the issue is not the person with a disability. The issue is the person, is the world, and the way we've designed the yeah. world. Yep. And, you know, part of what I love about Arise Adaptive Design is that I get to meet people who volunteer, who um, see it that way. And, I mean, that's part of the magic of Arise Adaptive Design is that it's community building and us working together and imagining how it can be for right. kids and families. And, you know, I, I feel that the window I have in my medical profession is, you know, that a lot of families struggle uh, and are isolated. And I feel as a community we can do better than that. Right. And um, here Arise Adaptive Design is a great place if you see it that way too to to come and volunteer well you know it is arise adaptive design is magical and you in fact are creating the world that is more inclusive and that community and i can't thank you enough for your contribution to creating that world for all of us and it's just been a real pleasure thank you so much thank you For more information on how you can support Arise, visit our website at ariseinc.org. Support Arise. Support independence.